We are the creators of reality. Those who have mastered perseverance, those who thrive despite attempts to thwart us, those who make magic at the root of the very trees they hung us from. We are the mountains and the rivers. We are the sun and the moon. We are sand and gems. We are the first and the final. We be big and small. We be light and dark. We be seasoned and youthful. We be sensual and sacred. Those gifted and divine. Those powerful and radical. Those vibrant and ancestral. We are the creators of reality. We are the Black Oasis. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Black Oasis Podcast. I'm your host, Kaya Supreme, and this is the place where we lay it all down. Today's guest is dynamic, a master of healing, nurturing. This man is so loving, so generous, patient, kind, knowledgeable, dynamic, and handsome to boot. Oh. And some boy. Boy! Anyway, (laughs) I won't blow y'all ears out. I probably already did. But today we are sitting down with the Irasto in Ganuaki Bilima'a. Irasto, tell us what that means. Um, Irasto in Ganuaki Bilima'a. Irasto means peace is my protector. And Ganuaki Bilima'a means although I'm full of fear, I go anyway. Y'all heard First name, Keith Freeman. Keith means... In the woods, well, <laughs> born in the woods, <laughs> and Freeman Williams. Well, come on, it all it all works together, does it not? I think so. Wow, I, so. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Okay, well, we have you here today because Black Oasis it operates as a hush harbor, as a space where people can get everything they need to rejuvenate and revitalize themselves. We know that historically. We have not been able to take up space in this country the way that we need to, to focus on our mental health, to focus on our spiritual health, to discuss things. There are so many systems that have impacted our realities that we are so disjointed in some places and community is missing for so many and we're replacing it with unhealthy things. So Black Oasis is actively dismantling all the bull. All the things that tell us that we're not good enough, all the things that may that have us convinced that we need something outside of ourselves to be valuable, to be excellent, all the things that have us paper chasing, all the things that have us not taking care of ourselves, all those things stop at the borders of the Black Oasis. And in order to really have an oasis, we need everybody involved because everyone has a special gift. And you have the phenomenal gift of healing. Yes. <laughs> Don't be hesitant, baby. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, um, today I just wanted to pick your brain. This is just simply about giving people access. Um, I have the opportunity to witness your gift project. And for people who don't know what that is, it's basically an example or display of, uh, well, I have seen your gift project and your manifestation, but this is where he has yes. displayed all that he has to offer the community as a whole from himself 
his spiritual gift. And so I just want to pick your brain about a few tangible things that we can use in our everyday practice to be more mindful and intentional around nurturing and healing ourselves because we experience so much. Is that okay? Absolutely. And I would just like to explain the hesitancy. It could be hesitancy, maybe. I don't know. Um, around the term healer. Not that I not that I reject that title because I do understand myself to be that, but um, not in like any exclusive way. Um, I believe that everybody is a healer by virtue of our healing capacity. Like it's just it's demonstrable via our bodies that we have this capacity for healing. And I think that a part of any person's walk is like tapping into like with intent and with consciousness um that healing capacity for for, for the self absolutely and hopefully to support others yeah and well said well said i mean we all our bodies regenerate if we any of us get cut we're physically going to heal so i definitely Mm -hmm. um understand that and don't want to just diminish really the goal is to inspire and enlighten and 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 provoke everyone to tap into that intentional spiritual healing that we all have and that's why you're here because you've done the work and i'm still doing it Yes, listen, listen, listen. (laughs) So what are some practices, some things that you participate in that contribute to the healing and wellness of yourself and others? Um, Well, the thing that I'm like a deep study with and that I work with the most, both for myself and for others, is Reiki. Um, I do identify as a Reiki practitioner um, because I do practice it on myself and, and with others. And I'm actually currently rounding out um, teaching a class, a virtual class, um, to a cohort of budding healers, um, healing practitioners, however you want to term it. Um, and so that's that's what I kind of work with most predominantly and Reiki is um, it's an energy healing system um, of Japanese origin um, and the principle that kind of um, undergirds it is you know the whole idea of the energy meridian this energy system that lines our body that runs throughout our body that animates the body um, and that ultimately supports and undergirds our body's health Um, And with Reiki, um, a practitioner seeks to support um, efforts toward balance, you know, in the the body Um, with understanding that uh, imbalance in a body's energy um, is what gives rise to illness. Um, And that's a kind of reduced way of (laughs) explaining the body and its health and its illness in the body, but um it's like through exploration and a working with the body's energy ultimately that reiki is concerned with um so yeah reiki is is the first thing um and i guess to that end like just um engaging in some kind of nurturing touch um like even without thinking about some of the more technical parts of a reiki practice 
you know, what it, a lot of it is about is like the healing power of touch, like what it means to touch yourself and how touching yourself and touching others in ways that are consensual, <laughs> um, but are there, that are also loving and nurturing and gentle. Just that alone has tremendous positive effects on the body's ability to relax, um, which absolutely is important to health, <laughs> you know, the body's ability to relax um, and to stave off uh, tension and stress in the body as best as possible. And you know what, you bring up a really yeah. good point because I always think about this analogy. Um, I, you know, you know the five love languages, right? Mm -hmm. So I vaguely, vaguely. Okay. Well, one of them is, you know, basically they're about like the five different ways that some human being has constructed and reduced the way that people give and receive love. It's words of affirmation, quality time, gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. And you take a test and it, it scores it for you and lets you know like where you're most likely to give and receive love where you are currently. And so um, I always score so low on physical touch. And um, it's just a response to uh, trauma that I've experienced, right? But as I started to go through my healing practice and process and really think about why that is and why that's so detrimental to my wellness, I realized like when we were first born, the first thing they do if a baby's able is place the baby with the mother after birth, chest to chest, naked. And the reason that is, is because literally touching, like touch is the thing that, that creates a, a willingness to thrive in a new environment for a baby. They will have people who literally volunteer and in some places I think get paid to come and hold newborns who don't have a parent present. Yeah. So if you think about like, but somehow we live through life and we get to this place where, you know, we're on the subway and we don't want nobody to touch us or, um, you know, somebody bump us in a club and it's a problem. And, and all these places where there have been violations that we experience. So for you to now be offering a gift that a lot of people could really be opposed to. Like if you just walked up to somebody in Rostow and touched them, like what? <laughs> like so, so like you said consensual, yeah. of course, but it could be the very thing they need and then they'd be scared of it. Yeah, they can consent to it and then reject yeah, it. Yeah, I, I mean, literally, there have been times I've been in church crying and you've come up and you've been behind me and I have to literally allow myself to surrender to the touch because my first inclination is like tension, like stiff, my neck is tight, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, but it's what I need because the touch allows the crying and the purging to really happen. Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful. Absolutely, and that's, and that's really, you know... It's easy to, to talk about Reiki or any other healing modality and kind of speak about it in terms that are really esoteric. And it, it, it most certainly is a spiritual practice. I think any practice that is about relationship with the body is a spiritual one. Um, but it really is as practical as that, you know, developing a relationship with your body that is loving um, and that can receive and give that kind of affection which you know even if only like conceptually we understand that to be vital to our health 
how many of us are like oh, wanting <laughs> for some touch right now? I mean, I know the particular kinds of touch that the Saints love. You know what I'm saying? Listen, I, I want it all right now. I'm not getting right, none of it. I want pandemic, all of it. Listen, in this pandemic, all, I want the, all, of all the feels. I want a hug. I want a, a rub. I want a graze, a rub. I want all, all of it. All the feels. All the feels. <laughs> and you know, One that's day. a good point because in this pandemic, you know, we, I, I'm grateful. I say I'm grateful for the pandemic. Again, I have to say not for any life lost. Not for any life lost. I find great gratitude in this pandemic because it has created space for me to realize how much I need and love hugs. Oh my, something so small. You yeah. could be up in your mansion with all your shoes and perfumes and bow ties and clothes, whatever you like. I don't know, whatever we are hoarding these days, but like have all right. your stuff and have no hug and, and be without. without. <laughs> yeah. How many hugs are you supposed feel, to have a day? I don't even know, but I'm like, as many as you can get. <laughs> I think. That's, that's great. <laughs> um, so you you also are well versed in breathing exercises. Sure. <laughs> and tapping, right? I wouldn't say I'm well versed. I, I'm um I'm aware of a lot of different tools. I, I'm the kind of person where I just I, I I read a lot, you know, and I'm always seeking to find find and use whatever I can to support support myself and support others and sir so, you had a hundred page powerpoint with like <laughs> <laughs> it was unnecessarily long not unless no necessarily necessarily mm-hmm. um can you give us one or two tools that we can use um simply to kind of counteract this anxiety that some of us may be experiencing in this pandemic yeah, um, you know the interesting interesting thing about breath in terms of you mentioned the word I don't remember the context, but it was a good one I'm sure. The word generative, um, the the breath itself is is generative. I mean it just it. I mean we we obviously know it to be a life force, <laughs> you know, a part of what we need coursing throughout our body to animate us and the very phenomenal thing i mean it trips me out when i really think about it the phenomenal thing about breath is that there's aside from breathing deeply and fully there's no real rhyme or reason not that's not the word i want to use there's no particular way that you um have to engage the breath beyond that i mean of course there are all kinds of exercises and there are exercises that kind of lend themselves to certain outcomes like if you want to energize with your breath versus like calm yourself down um and there are some techniques that are suited for that but my experience with the breath is that just engaging it um just engaging it uh, consciously and deeply and fully is it'll it'll do what it's supposed to do in your body that's just my my experience with it i'm sure many people's experience with it so if you just focus on uh, an inhalation that is pulling in as much air as possible and that is expanding your belly to its capacity and you're pushing that air out either through your nose or to your mouth you'll hear a lot of people say through your mouth until you know um you, you have pushed all that air out that's a full breath <laughs> that constitutes a full breath cycle 
and just getting into a um, a natural feeling rhythm of of that kind of deep intent breathing is that's that's really all there is to it and you will find that it will affect you in the ways that it is supposed to affect you what you know what, it, what given wherever you are in the moment whatever you're feeling so literally deep um, breathing with the fullness of your lung capacity will help reduce anxiety yeah oh absolutely absolutely because just in general we don't breathe you know and you kind of hear people say that we don't breathe um and a part of it sounds like an exaggeration and sometimes people might be exaggerating when they say it um but also it's it's really true like i've um i was just talking to a friend the other day about how i've caught myself in the past couple of months you know like how you're doing whatever and you're not thinking about breathing but then you have that moment where you shift your awareness to your breath for whatever reason kind of randomly and you realize and i have realized I know I'm definitely not breathing deeply, but when I shift my awareness to it, I have a sense that I wasn't breathing at all. Wow. <laughs> you know? And I know that, I, and I know that I was right because I have to, but that just lets me know that my breath was so short. Mm. It was it was so short that even in shifting my awareness to it, I couldn't even tell you that I was really actually doing it. Um, and so thinking about how there's tension in my breath and that extends to other parts of my body if i'm holding my breath in such a short way then where am i holding tension in other parts of my body and so like that's the kind of the thing that happens and people's experience with anxiety is different of course um but there is a general tension that kind of happens in different parts of the body in a state of anxiety you know um, you tense up, you tense up. It's like, it's a, it's a acute kind of stress on the body. And so breathing alone, because it is, there is a focus on breathing deeply and pulling that air all the way in and pushing it all the way out. That's automatically supporting relaxation in the body. And the more you breathe deeply, right? Especially on that exhale, you might, you'll feel your, your body kind of just kind of falling into a state of deeper relaxation. Um, and also when you're breathing deeply, um, especially when you're focusing on the breath, that helps you to disengage your mind, which is a big part of anxiety too. It's definitely bodily what you're feeling, but a lot of it too, depending on the person in the situation can be very mental, be real thought heavy, you know, in a fit of anxiety. Um, but there's a way that engaging the breath disengages the mind, uh, which can be really tricky you know, during a fit of anxiety and it can kind of keep you in a loop of anxious thought, you know. And I've realized that we can exist in anxiety and not really know that that's what we're feeling. Like I have this thing where I play with my ear and um, Mm -hmm. one of my, one of my siblings, shout out to Obata, um, one of my siblings made this, uh, this note. He was like, what are you thinking about? And I was like, what? He was like, anytime you play in that ear, I know you stressed. And I was like, oh my, I am and it's like when people like people who suck their thumb you know like some of us have this these little quirks people who bite their nails and um, you have a built-in coping mechanism um, but intentional breathing might actually help soothe once we realize that we're actually experiencing anxiety yeah so you said touch and you said breath And I would even go as far to say that your impulse to touch your ear is, is, is exactly what I was saying about the whole touch. Mm. Like that must be 
what I hear that as is an impulse to soothe yourself, to self-soothe. Yeah. Even even with the sucking of the thumb, people might argue about like how appropriate that is and da 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 da. But it is it is our impulse to self-soothe in the same way that when we bump our knee on something, we say ow, but we grab our knee. Right, rub it. Oh, look yeah. at that. And, and yeah, and that is um and that does something, you know? It doesn't it's not just for right. not. It's not I don't we might we not be we might not be thinking, oh I am healing i'm soothing myself but on some level we understand that to be the case or we are compelled to do that that's why we that's why we do it practicing reiki on myself and rasto you have you have to see that there you go see that's why i say you know we're all healers the only thing that's different between maybe me and somebody else is like the it's just like the difference between like a shift to your awareness of it so now you have awareness that this is that was just your healing impulse wow (laughs) yeah Labbergasted. Yeah. There you go. Okay. So touch, breath. Touch. Is there anything breath. else that we could be more mindful of in this high anxiety driven season? Oh, you know what is now this is a doozy. I have had my journey with this. I'm still in the thick of okay. it. But like really facing yourself. Ooh, what you that know? mean? um like there's there's no way to really do like self-care and nurturing without like owning up to ways you neglected your health i think that's just that's a part of taking care of yourself is is being real about um of course there are all kinds of systemic things absolutely that 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 keep us in a space where it's just hard to navigate health um but a part of it is also um being responsible for our health as best as we can with what we have you know um even if that is sometimes limited and um the interesting thing about like this whole pandemic experience and having to like literally turn on myself because i don't have the same access to people is not not only waking waking up with new awareness to like my my capacity to support my own healing but understanding like how i have to untie myself from all kinds of bad habits you know and just getting real with myself about the fact that I have not, I was not taking care of myself, you know, <laughs> I was not doing that. And just really owning up to that as a, as a necessary step, I think, to getting to a place of consistently and diligently caring for some of my most basic needs, like breathing right. and drinking water. Um, yeah. And you know, and, and I'll say there are two yeah. things that we just have to be mindful of. The first, work. I am a workaholic. Mm. I am a workaholic, but I'm so committed, especially in this season, to health and wellness and healthy boundaries so that I can create space to be as effective <laughs> as I possibly can. But there's a lot of us who, who are yeah. going to run ourselves into the ground. I come from a family, a family that works hard. We will run ourselves into the ground in the service of society. And I always tell my dad, it doesn't matter how hard you work if you're not here to (laughs) reap the benefits or the spoils of your efforts. You know, and then I've spiritually spiritually have um, absorbed that same behavior um, and, and manifest like just, you know, just 
off the strength of nurture. I was raised by my daddy. That man worked around the clock. I now work around the clock with like 50 11 jobs. I have, have got to fight and be like, you know what, this week, something's got to go because I need rest. I need rejuvenation. I need to make sure that I wake up so I can take my vitamins, cook my breakfast, meal prep, all these things. Drink water. I have to buy like certain gallons that have numbers on them so I can be mindful and like challenge myself to drink a certain amount of water. It has been, and I'm saying this pandemic has created space for that intentional process. So yeah, you got to own up to it, baby. It's hard and it's long term. Yeah, and you know what? To be honest, this and I'm, I want to speak for me because this might not be your or anybody else's testimony, but the pandemic helped me realize that I had space before. Well, <laughs> I just wasn't taking it. Woo! I was not taking the space. Because when is that? When is it ever true? Right now, some people might disagree with me on this, but when is it ever true that you don't have space to take care of yourself? When is that ever true? Honey, I mean, unless I can't, I can't really think back. Aren't met, and, and I'm saying, like, uh-huh. unless your basic needs aren't being met, and you're just like in a in a in a, a position of of uh, being so impoverished yeah. that you can't. But, but a lot of yeah, there are extreme conditions. Right, that is but a true, lot yeah. of us that ain't my testimony. I have what right. I need and more. Yeah, that's yeah. good. I had time before. Ooh, hold on. I had time. Now, seriously, that that pandemic revealed to me ways I have misused and abused my time, (laughs) and not and deprioritized myself with the time. We're talking good, and still can do it. I can. I still, (laughs) you know, do it. Sometimes I have to check. Really, what it did was just remove all the distractions you had beforehand. All the all choices the you made beforehand. Because guess what? The club is not appetizing when you think you're going to walk out with an illness. Yeah, it's not. For some, it might be. <laughs> no shade. You know, live your life. Um, so, and then the, um, the the final thing is when it, when it comes to owning up to yourself, and if you can speak to this, the healing process being or seeming more painful than the initial traumas. Like, I'm just thinking about touch, mm. and I'm thinking about how, um, like, I'm thinking about the word triggers, and, and, and now we're in a season, of, we're yeah. in a trigger season. People be like, like, triggered, everybody knows the word triggered now, all of a sudden, and, and you know, people, oh, don't do that, you're triggering me. Stop, I feel triggered. And I was walking um, one day and was like, wait a minute, that trigger, and to add to your analogy, is the exact same as bumping your knee. And when you bump your knee, you don't go, oh, let me not touch it. That hurt. You go, oh, let me rub it, right? So those triggers are actually like indicators for us to like dive in head first. Like if something triggers you, you should get all up in that thing. Like open it up, climb inside, close yourself in there, see what's going on. Like. Yeah. And 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 so in this season where we do have time and space and no more excuses, if you find yourself feeling triggered, this is the opportunity to kind of like stand in it. Yeah. And that's always the trickier one because like, again, going back to the analogy, like with the emotional triggers, the hard part about like emotional work is not always knowing where it's coming from because, you know, you don't have the luxury of saying, oh, I just bumped my knee. <laughs> That's why I'm triggered right. in this moment. Right. You'd have to like do some deep uncovering. So like it really does, like when you mention the work, 
it really does take a certain level of intent um, and willingness to like sit with it, like you said, but also just be okay with like waiting in the the murkiness of it. Because if you're trying to like explore a trauma that goes back to adolescenthood and you're in your 30s and you don't even really remember right. <laughs> that moment. It's like, wh- how do you how do you even navigate that? Um, and that 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 doesn't make it tricky. But you're right. You gotta feel it in the body and figure out what it means to like regulate your right. body. Like do that, that that breath. You know that breath stabilizes. So okay, you're feeling triggered. You might not know the the sight of it. You know, in in terms of your personal history, but what you have in this moment is your breath, and that enables you to still do your healing work even if you're not clear about exactly <laughs> what you are untying yourself from and i i, I so ooh, so back, I'm, I'm back to black oasis when i would say <laughs> therapy would be helpful for for you know doing that narrative work right i shout out to miss tickles i, I have to say repeatedly listen come on therapy, come on to therapy. therapy. but um so what if you if there was a paradise for black people, if there was an oasis of sorts, what one thing must be a part of it? Um ooh. Hmm. What one thing must be well obviously our beautiful black selves. <laughs> and I would say um It's gonna sound general, but like black people with like this kind of consciousness consciousness about what it means to take ownership over health. Mm. I think there's gotta be, you know, a lot of times like in a community, there's a talk about like the, the health of the communal body. Um, but that conversation can't be had like irrespective of like individual's health. Um, so it's important for an individual to kind of know what it means to navigate <laughs> that health at the individual level in order to, I think, be a productive part of the community body that makes sense so I, I, I think that's maybe essential yeah be your um, best self your healthiest self so that you can affect and give what you're supposed to give in its purest form yeah and I think that will have like all kinds of positive implications for like the sustainability of that oasis right. it's like mm-hmm. individual bodies are healthy and know what it means to, to walk and walk to achieve health. Right, because an oasis is not an oasis if the water's dirty. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Or if the vegetation mm-hmm. isn't, like, producing the kind of fruit it's supposed to be, like, it's going to be like, well, this looks just like the desert. Like, what's the difference? So, or if you don't know how to use your tools, right, you know. Right, Okay. And what... Yes, black oasis. <laughs> and what's your one wish for black people? That might be uh, um, I think that, you know, um, for us to, as best we can, considering um, all the limits that we are under, some of those, like, imposed and natural, like, just doing our very, very best to take ownership over our health um, by any means necessary. Mm-hmm. Like, our, our health is, is paramount. Um, I don't see anything um, coming before that, you know. That's right. Um, yeah, I think everything extends from that. 
Um, and so you have something that you'd like to offer. Um, what are you working on right now? What are you offering up for the people? <coughs> Excuse me. Um, in terms of business? Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I um, um, I uh, do editing. I'm a freelance copy and line editor. Okay. And I provide copy and line edits for all kinds of documents, everything from short articles to large documents that exceed 20 pages, even full manuscript book documents. Ooh, um, I need you. Listen, I got you. Hey. I got you. Um, and my rates vary depending on the length and the scope of the document that needs editing. So it can vary from a per page to a per okay. word um, rate. Um, and so if anyone is interested in general in any copy or line editing service, um, my email for that business is kfreemanedits at gmail.com. Um, and anybody can email me uh, for more information specific information or if you've got my number you can call me so k-f-r-e-e-m-a-n yes e-d-i-t-s at gmail.com alright well definitely hit up Arasto aka Keith for all of your editory needs um, I know how diligent and um, and specific and detailed he is in all other spaces so I expect nothing less than excellence in this and I'm definitely going to be hitting you up because I'm dropping a book and I need help yay um, I got I got that cold editor's eye that's the I eye need that in my cold. life don't be my friend the cold impartial eye I'm not I'm just going uh, I'm just Absolutely. yeah but we want to thank you so much for being here on Black Oasis. Your contribution to the Oasis is necessary, is required, is important. Um, you really, please do not sell yourself short on the magnitude of what it is that you do and what it is that you offer and how much, how needed it is. It is so necessary. Sure. And th- and thank you for giving it away so effortlessly, so freely. Thank you for taking your free time to study and, and actually care and be in tune enough with what spirit told you you're supposed to do to be excellent sure. at offering up tools for other people to heal themselves. Thank you. 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 I love you so much. And thank you for the affirmation. Absolutely. I love you as well. Listen, and, that's how it works. And thank you for holding space. That's how it works. We, our gifts work together. Okay? That's what you're they supposed get, to they do. Work together. That is the that oasis. That is the oasis. You got it. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you to everybody for listening. This has been Black Oasis. You can follow us on social media at Black Oasis ATL on Instagram and Facebook and www.blackoasis.org at the website. Keep up with all the details and beats and information and stuff you need to know and whatnot. Thank you again for listening. And until next time, stay black, but you don't really have a choice. Love you. Bye-bye.